1: Welcome to the show. It's Ivy Nation Sports Talk. Vince D'Addario, Sean Styers. Hope you're having a good Monday. Notre Dame men's soccer getting ready to start a national championship game as we speak against Clemson. Good luck to them. its uh, It's been a pretty eventful little uh, 24 hours or so I though just, here, Vince.
2: <laughs> Sean, I don't understand it, okay? Like, we had eight, nine days of possibilities for things I know. to come out and we're just sitting around twiddling our thumbs, waiting for something to happen. And then, no, let's circle December 11th <laughs> and then everybody just put their stuff out all at once.
1: And 10th, 10th and 11th. Yeah,
2: this is Three true.
1: Three things happened within an hour of each other yesterday. And then of course the big news from Sam Hartman today. So it's just like wildfire. Good. Yeah. You know, like you said, it's like, it's not like they didn't have all last week to, spread some of this out share the love a little bit let's just yeah drop all these nuggets right on top of each other
2: and and why I actually sat and I watched the entire Sam Hartman video that he put out why the cloak and dagger you know why just say you know what I've enjoyed my time at Notre Dame it's time to go to the NFL draft I will not be participating in the bowl game I found
1: it since you brought up the video let's just start with with Sam Hartman because of okay. course you know, we've got the Howard Cross news. Yeah, sorry, I, I jumped the gun. I got jumped the Bo gun. Collins. Well we'll get to a lot of that in rapid fire. The uh the main segment's gonna be about Sam Hartman though today. By the way, I've got a new like if I as I've sat here and I've refreshed my Twitter all day to see if any other <laughs> things come up, I've got a new phone, new iPhone that is less than you. a week old.
2: Look at but you.
1: This stupid battery, man, like this really this this battery feels like the battery of a two-year-old phone it is just sucking up the juice and i have no idea why
2: that is not supposed to be the case with those new ones man that's why you get a new one i know i've got a
1: fairly new computer still and you know mac computer and the battery on that sucker is just like you're not it's like an infant man you're not taking life away from that it's like you're going for for infant blood and you're injecting it you know into your veins yeah <laughs> That's what that, that
2: battery's like <laughs> my my macbook it, it keeps battery really well um but i don't know whatever i know I, I like i feel like it's time for me to get a new phone I'm, I'm about the two year two and a half year mark and it feels like it's running a little slower the battery life isn't great you know it's one of those kind of deals so yeah i uh, that worries me though that worries me mm-hmm. about you know getting a new one man
1: father david said come on over to android i just got this and we've got you know like the family plan and it's like we all got the upgrades and i i can deduct this on my taxes though by the way since you know this is like probably 90 percent of everything i do is work related so i
2: i can't get on board with the android man i used to have one when i first got a smartphone and all the little things up in the upper left hand corner and like I don't like the Google play store and I just, you know, Apple, all my devices can talk to each other. I don't, I just, i am sucked in, I'm sucked in and I'm never leaving. I don't know.
3: I'll
1: just address, you know, the, the good vibes in the room. I saw Michael Hahn or giants fan saying that I must be on cloud nine. Christopher Galloway, fellow Cowboys fan. It was a good Mm -hmm. night last night. It was a good night. Only one, you know, Little downer when Dak fumbled and Philly returned it. You know Jesse Ert and I are always texting during the game. It's like, are you kidding me? All this this game has been great, and now they're they've led them right back into this game. But of course, lights out defense looked good, and it was a good night. It was a good night. So now they're at least at least they're not going to win the division because of the tiebreakers and all that stuff. But at least for one night, Philly fans can shut up. For a while, <laughs> that's all I've got. I was about to say apologies to any any Eagles fans, no, but you know, you just do your thing and I'll do mine. I'm not going to apologize to anybody. It was a good night, and you had a good day over there at uh Soldier Field. I did that was a lot of fun. beat your father in law's Lions.
2: This is going to sound elitist, and I don't mean it to come off that way. The last time I sat in the stands at Soldier Field was, I think, the twenty. 2002 season, 2002. I think it was the 2002 season. So it's been a while. Like I've been to know, and I, and that's the last that time was I went like to a-
1: old soldier field,
2: 2020. Right? Yeah, we were trying to figure out when they did the renovation. And I can't remember when the renovation in close place. to
1: 20 years that's now, I think
2: what I'm saying. And that was 21 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Cause it coincided when I went to school at Loyola and um, I remember, you know, going to that, having a great time, sitting in the stands with all my buddies, but then, Since then, it's been press box watching Notre Dame games, not Bears games. So I've been to Soldier Field twice for Notre Dame games when they played Miami and then when they played Wisconsin, but not for a Bears game. And so we had a lot of fun. Father-in-law wanted to go because it was a Lions game. It's funny because Lions fans don't really know what it feels like to be winners. Yeah, I know. So they weren't like...
1: I actually feel for Lions fans a little bit. Like...
2: were not obnoxious fans at all. the best year
1: they've had in three decades and you know like they you know lose to the bears and i mean they almost
2: lost to the bears twice they They had a miracle comeback
1: a month ago yeah
2: so like i was surrounded by lions fans and they're all like oh it was like a hey we're just happy to be here kind of a thing and then of course the green bay sucks chant started throughout the entire stadium (laughs) something everybody can agree on
1: well and it's again it's like that's something like a Lions fan, you know, losing to the Bears with chance. like was, "Let's do a, let's do a Green Bay sucks." Chant. It was just funny.
2: <laughs> it was freezing. It was freezing cold, but we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: Michael says uh, Philly not playing well right now. Well, they also played two good teams who are playing well, and they contributed to Philly not playing well. That's that's my spin on that. <laughs> Take it. Look, this is as well. This is as good as the Cowboys have looked in a long time. This stretch they're in right now. So you're not going to dampen it right now. You're not going to find any ways to take shots at it. (laughs) I'm I'm still, you know, fully in the the odds against them doing something big picture are are still fairly remote because they're probably going to have to go on the road in the playoffs and all that stuff. But I'm happy. I'm happy for a night anyway.
2: My absolute favorite Twitter comment of you know, concerning the Cowboys over the weekend was a Notre Dame fan, I believe, who said, where was this kicker when he was at Notre Dame?
1: He was winning a soccer national
2: championship on the he soccer was- team is what he was doing. And he had, like, I, I even, I, I never respond, but I was like, I'm responding to this Jamoke. I almost I did like, because
1: I saw, I saw at least something similar. I, I was
2: like, he didn't even kick a football until he got cut. For right. a professional soccer team.
1: He decided to pursue this because his right. professional soccer career ended, and his wife was like, "Why don't you give football a try?" And he started kicking footballs. And right, he's only a year older than Jesse. He's twenty-eight years old, and now he's just booting the hell out of football. And it's like, was Brian Kelly supposed to? It, like, was he supposed to audition like, yeah. every soccer player right. who came through Notre Dame? You know, and,
3: and it doesn't on the just off chance happen. that
1: he might turn into the best right. professional kicker you and, know, it, of the it, season.
2: It, and it doesn't just happen overnight like you don't just walk up to a bunch of soccer players and like kick this football yeah and become what 27 out of 27 or whatever by the he way is in the nfl
1: yeah by the way i am still like this this does burn me a little bit because back when this was like developing during training camp and you know actually obviously following the cowboys it's like sure brandon aubrey he he played at notre dame what and so you know i I had an interview with Jalen Smith a few years ago when I was at the radio station. You know, had kept the contact with the Cowboys, and I was emailing back and forth with this guy about Brandon Aubrey trying to get him on this show, and it was looking like it was going to happen. Nice. And um, it was kind of like, well, you know, like so it was like right after Cut Down Day, and he's like, "Well, we've got a lot of stuff going on right now. Let's touch base." And obviously, our season is starting. You know, Notre Dame season is starting at that point. And so then I follow up with him a week or two later. And like he had, you know, Aubrey had hit a couple of big kicks and all of a sudden he's becoming a little bit of a story and we got pushed to the back burner. I was
2: going to say, so now you're not getting away way
1: all. to the back burner. And especially now, and so it's like, it was looking like it was going to happen. And then we got pushed way back. So I'm going to try again at some point, Yeah, but like when he becomes the first kicker to
2: go perfect be perfect 59
1: plus yards and 30 for 30 and all that kind of stuff seriously well,
2: so let's get you, off you the cowboys
1: he's... and in in the okay. kicker and let's talk
2: all right all right
1: sam harvin what do you uh-huh. think that's uh-huh. what we came here for
2: right sure yes we did
1: we're driven
0: by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
3: This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. And there's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. And the holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to sell boundaries there are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, Give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash irish.
1: All the, Sam, you, you talked about the video. Uh, props to him for using the Foo Fighters music uh, <laughs> ever long as the song by the way, you know it does keep us it kept me from being able to use any of it because you know like, of course you yeah. know we even play any audio because there's music under there and we'd get hit with the copyright infringement on YouTube and we'd get dinged. you know easily could have been like the green day, you know like the good riddance, you know the, I hope you had the time of your life song if you remember like that that's kind of like more the theme of of the video, but I did like the everlong Foo Fighters. Um, he ended it. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And that kind of seems to be the theme of of Sam Hartman's career. Guy had a good time, all that, you know, kind of stuff. He was he was there for a good time. That's for sure. And you know, he did a lot in the course of his his 6 years. Uh, I guess we're probably not overly surprised by the mm-hmm. fact that this announcement came, right? <sighs> Let's put it this way.
2: I was surprised <laughs> when I first heard it, like two weeks ago, two and a half, three weeks ago, that I th- heard that this might be the case. You know what I mean? I was, I was like, really? I You know, I could make the case for him to play, obviously. But I guess it's settled into my bones so much that, no, it's obviously not surprising. And I, I understand where he's coming from, I guess. But at the same time, I don't like it. But again, that's college football these days. So, you know, Blake Fisher has opted out. We believe that Joe Alt probably is going to opt out because he's going to be a top five, top 10 pick. So, you you know, if you're Sam Hartman, you look at it and you're like, okay, well, both my tackles are out. Do I really want to take that chance of getting hurt and hurting right. my draft choices, my draft chances even more than maybe they already are? Do I really want to take that chance? I guess from that standpoint, I can see it. Uh, plus, he's going to be throwing to a bunch of guys that he probably – hasn't really thrown to and there's that part of it and you know so there's a lot of pieces to it i guess
1: yeah the surprise part absolutely not i i mean we just we'd kind of been hearing that it was probably going to happen and the fact that and i'm not blaming marcus freeman but the fact that marcus freeman couldn't come out last week and say he's gonna be he's still playing in the bowl when he got asked point blank is he gonna play in the bowl the fact that he couldn't answer yes at that point pretty much told you what you needed to know it's like we you know this was happening and we kind of laid it out with what you're talking about blake fisher has declared for the draft and opted out we anticipate that joe alt at the very least is going to declare for the draft whether or not he's going to opt out you know that's that's still up to him but it is it's going to be a completely different offensive line and at this point assuming joe alt does opt out and if audric estimate also Ops out, you're gonna have Pat Cookin and Jaden Thomas as the only two guys playing in the bowl who were starters at the start of the season on the offensive side of the football. That's it's quite a bit of turnover, obviously. That's
2: a lot of turnover. I I remember when I first did that math in my head about who, you know, was gonna be starting on the offensive side. And and at first I thought it was just Kookan. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about Jaden Thomas is gonna probably be coming back as well. But Either way, it's a lot different looking offense than what they lined up with against Navy, right? Absolutely. So you know, so so you get it. I mean, you understand, and that's the problem with the bowl games anymore. If you're not playing in the CFP, you're going to be playing with a different team. I mean, you know
1: what? It does feel like in Hartman's case, and by the way, Joe, I don't think my wife was far behind. Joe says his wife was. Calling Sam her boyfriend all season. Mine mine didn't quite go that far, but you yeah. know, like last week there was like a picture of him, and she, man, my wife is like, Oh, he's so oh, it was the one from the basket from the women's game last week.
2: Oh, he's, yeah, yeah.
1: He's so dark and mysterious.
2: I'm like, What? Where's
1: the mystery? Dark and mysterious. Yeah, wow. where is the mystery? He's out there, he's hanging out there for everybody. Like, there's right. like there's no mystery with this guy.
2: <laughs> oh gosh, that is so funny. It's that all out great. There.
1: But um But yeah, what were you? (laughs) I'm sorry. Before we got no sidetracked by the wives, it does feel like the fact that this ended up being a lower tier, lower tier bowl game. Sure. Really, you know who who knows how much impact it had on some of these, like the Blake Fisher decision, for example. Like, oh yeah, because again, you can still declare for the draft, but you don't necessarily play. Yeah, you don't have to opt out of the bowl. That's that's exactly right. Who knows how you like the sun bowl is super excited about having Notre Dame, but that doesn't mean that Notre Dame players are super excited about the sun bowl.
2: And I get it. I mean, look, we as the media aren't all that excited about the sun bowl, right? I mean, I I don't, I don't want to speak for the entire beat, but I feel like I'm speaking for the entire beat. I don't think anybody's excited to go to El Paso, Texas. (laughs) I just don't think that that was on their, their Christmas wish list. You know what I mean? And so, I get it. I understand that this is not the bowl opportunity that you know we might have been thinking about at the beginning of the season or even halfway through the season, right? It
1: ain't even the holiday bowl.
2: Right. So. <laughs> this isn't even the bowl that we thought that Notre Dame was going to fall into an hour before the selection show started, okay? And so I, I get the disappointment. I do. I get the disappointment uh, across the board. You have to take this, though, and you have to look at it as an opportunity. I mean, that's the end of the – as a Notre Dame fan, as a coaching staff, you know, all of those different things, it's an opportunity to see where guys are, what they've got going on. Is it the be-all, end-all? You know, oh, well, if so-and-so has a terrible game in the Sun Bowl, they got no chance of starting in 24. No, it's just another piece of the puzzle, right? And you said there's going to be nine different starters on offense. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm. I'm I think a lot of people think that. I think.
1: I think you know. I think that there are some people who are definitely in the good riddance Sam Hartman mode, and some people who maybe you know may may not be quite that far, but who are in the look. We know what Sam Hartman can do. We're nine and three. Get the young guys out there. Let's see what they can do. You know, definitely in that mold. Before we get to that line of thinking, though. I have also seen you know look he played in the Gasparilla bowl for Wake Forest last Fair. year. It's not exactly a high tier bowl either. Now he you know did have eligibility left but he played in he didn't have to play in the Gasparilla bowl. He could have just said I'm entering the portal. I'm done. You know his his one year in South Bend was very lucrative for him after he decided to come to Notre Dame and we're talking about NIL of course. How does that impact maybe how you feel about this. The fact that he made a lot of money by coming to Notre Dame, raised his profile quite a bit by coming to Notre Dame and made money off it. And now he's decided to to opt out of the bowl. Does that impact your thinking at all? The fact that he was able to turn this into a big earning opportunity by coming here.
2: It does not. It does not affect my thinking because... Look, if if he was opting out of a, a CFP Bowl or something like that, I'd be pissed. I was like, man, you just came for the paycheck, bro. Like, that would that would piss me off in a, a lot of ways. It would probably even make me mad if it was a New Year's Six Bowl and Notre Dame, you know, needed to win that to get that monkey off their back and all that, and you would want them to be as close to 100% strength as possible. I'm really, yeah, one doesn't have anything to do with the other as far as the Sun Bowl is concerned, though. I don't. I don't fault him for you know making some money in his final year in college. I, I have no fault in that at all. In fact, I think he was a bit of a trailblazer at Notre Dame yeah. to show others what you can get by coming to Notre Dame. Whether exactly. you're coming in as a recruit or a transfer yeah. person.
1: Yeah, I think there are at least some people who you know who do have this opinion. But as I just you know kind of showed, he doesn't know owe any like Irish St- uh, Steel sixty three said he doesn't owe us anything that's all business. And I mean, it's the NIL era it's here. And there's going to be more of this and the money doesn't come out of the fans pockets. Like it comes out of the sponsor pockets that, you know, that's what the NIL literally is, at least the way Notre Dame does it, because, you know, they're not, they're not using these, you know, the, uh, conglomerates or, you know, whatever, you know, like the, um, What's the word for that thing? You know, that The different the... Uh, the different schools are... are you... Anyway, it's literally coming from sponsors. You know, Under yes. Armour, Beats by Correct. Dre, the Dollar Shave Club deal, the Home Field Apparel and Tops and whoever else gave him the NIL deals. You know, the actual sponsors, that's where it's coming from. You know, so, I mean, you shouldn't begrudge him for getting those deals. You know, that's, that's part no. of why he ended up here at Notre Dame. And no. like you said, I think bigger picture... It is huge that he was able to get those deals because it shows guys like potentially, you know, it, even though Riley Leonard hasn't committed, it shows a guy like Riley Leonard that he can come here and get the right. same kind of deal. And Chris Mitchell and Bo Collins and Jordan Clark and these other guys who have already committed, you can come to Notre Dame and greatly raise your profile and be able to make a lot of nil money in the process. I think that that's the example that Sam Hartman has given a lot of these guys because again a year ago at this time and really even just a few months ago at this time before this season began we were having the com- you know conversation about does Notre Dame really even get into NIL to what you know to what extent are they really yep. involved and Sam Hartman has really kind of pulled back the curtain on a lot of that and showed people there's a lot of NIL opportunities yes. that you could take advantage of if you go to Notre Dame
2: yeah 100% and he made it more mainstream. Like, I think there was NIL money to go around at Notre right. Dame before he showed up.
1: Just didn't he, know where, you know, exactly. We had no idea. It was. Like,
2: there, there's people on the inside that knew who was getting what or, you know, an sure. idea of who was getting what. Public-wise, public. still it was, a lot of gray. It was not public in any way, shape, or form. We knew the fund existed, right? You know, the, the Brady Quinn initiative, we knew that was there. But, but uh, Sam Hartman made it mainstream. He made it mainstream. He's giving away beats. He's you know he's doing this. He's doing that. He's doing all these different things, and he's the face of these commercials that show mm-hmm. up on social media and such. So I just feel like he helped mainstream it, and so now other schools can't be like, you're not going to get any money if you go to Notre Dame, right? You know what I mean? But like, Makes that uh, argument
1: down really quick, 100%. yeah, hundred
2: uh, percent. Even though you know if if they actually took a visit to Notre Dame. Notre Dame can show them a package, you know, all of those different things. But if they don't visit Notre Dame, all they're doing is listening to other coaches, which Mm -hmm. happens all the time, you know, they can't say that anymore. Because that's clearly not the case.
1: Yep, exactly. Lou Holtz, Thunder and Bolts, thanks for the super chat. He said, best thing SH did for Notre Dame was demonstrate to every high profile, poor player, what Notre Dame can do for you. Imagine if Hartman had a Jaden Daniels type season, no doubt. No, no, no doubt about it. He I was mean, on he, his way, and then things kind of fell apart, look, unfortunately.
2: If he was able to put together a Jaden Daniels type season, you know, or lead Notre Dame to an 11 and 1 record, uh, you know, a college football playoff berth, or, you know, whatever, his valuation would have continued to skyrocket, and he would have gotten even more NIL money. And I mean, he would have been the face, not that he isn't already of Notre Dame football, but almost the face of college football. I'm not afraid to say it because I think that would have been the case. Because think about, he's a media darling, number one. He's very good in front of a camera. He says all the right things. He does all the right things. If Notre Dame had a matching record to that, oh, my gosh, then the national media would have eaten it up. And he would have made even more money.
1: They were for a while until it, unfortunately, kind of fell apart. Um, Bad... I'm going to try to read that. He says, Riley Leonard has a deal with a shaving company. I think it was announced today. I did see something, I think, over the weekend. And, I mean, that's going to – if if Riley Leonard does end up being at, at Notre Dame for whoever that NIL deal is with, it's going to be worth a heck of a lot more mm-hmm. to them. I don't know what the terms of the contract were, but they're going to get their money's worth if he ends up being at Notre Dame just because so no of profile.
2: That he's no doubt, have. people getting in on the ground floor. It's smart if that's what ends up happening. Yep.
1: So, how are you going to remember Sam Hartman's one season at Notre Dame? What should it <laughs> most be remembered for?
2: Oh, it's going to be remembered for all the extra stuff. Um, it's not to me, and I know maybe this sounds petty, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's gonna for me. It's gonna be remembered for you know uh the green jersey cameo that he did you know with the jerry Maguire thing it's gonna be him handing out the beats to the players it's gonna be his high profile off the field stuff that's what it's gonna be for me because at the end of the day he was another quarterback at notre dame that didn't live up to the height and i i i know that sounds harsh and that's fine but like i'm gonna remember for all the other stuff not the stuff on the field
1: That's a good point. You know, like I think that the two probably lasting images for me are going to be fourth and 16, the Duke game, which was part of the video, by the way. It was kind of toward his, uh, toward yeah, the end yeah. of his video on Instagram. I was wondering, like, if he, I don't even know, you know, what, what he was doing for his masters this year or, you know, like what exactly he was like, if he put that together, did he have fighting Irish media Mm -hmm. help him put that
2: together? You know, exactly. He had a lot of access to Wake Forest video. I mean, yeah, I I don't know. That's true.
1: That's true. He did. Do you notice he didn't say anyone's name in that?
2: This is true. Like he He didn't say
1: thank coach Freeman or coach Kloss or any
2: of that. He just, but he had each of them speak like each of them. They did. Right. You heard him talk.
1: A lot of pronouns, otherwise. No actual huh. names.
2: No, I did not dig that deep on that. That's very interesting, but because you're not wrong.
1: I just noticed that, you know, kind of as it, it went along. But yeah, but a lot of good stuff, you know, a lot of highlights. The fourth and 16 was in there. A lot of uh, young Sam Hartman from his wake force. Yes, there days was.
2: Wow, has he gotten there. older in six years? Well, I mean, it hasn't, but, I know. you know, he looked like a baby.
1: But, uh, you know, but one of the things that they also had was the crowd in the tunnel after the USC game. That was, and that cool. was probably yeah. that was that was definitely the signature home moment. And like yeah. At the end of the day, you know, the defense played a big part in it, but Sam Hartman still played better than Caleb Williams. Oh, and 100%. It is one opportunity to play against
2: USC. Head no and doubt. Shoulders.
1: Head and shoulders. No doubt. Not a sponsor I don't believe, but Head and shoulders
2: better than Caleb Williams. <laughs> <laughs> He's got enough hair; that he could, he should be looking into that. But, um, yeah, you know that's a good point. And I was when I was talking earlier, and I was trying to think of like Sam Hartman, and the first thing that came to my mind, right? Like that's kind of how I decided to answer that question. Yeah. And then somebody, put, of course, put in the Duke, you know, fourth and whatever. That wasn't even on my radar. How bad is that? Like that wasn't even on my radar. It's, it's just it's all the off the field stuff. It was. You know, him waiting for Riley Leonard after he got hurt after the Duke game. It was the tunnel thing with USC. Those are all off the field things. Like, I, yes, the fourth and whatever against Duke was awesome. There's no doubt about it. In the moment, it was great. But, like, I think of Brady Quinn. I think of the game-winning throw against UCLA. You know, like, there's certain images I have in my head of certain players and and what they did at Notre Dame. I don't know that I'm going to have that for Sam Hartman. Everything is the off the field stuff.
1: Well, it's tougher because he's a one year guy. This is you know, true. Like, what do you this even remember about Jack Cohn two years later? The like,
2: the busted finger thing. Then he went yeah, back it's into probably, the game. It's probably like, yeah. that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, honestly, you know
1: that's a good one. No, that's a really good one.
2: I mean, this is this is a guy at the
1: end of the day who is not a highly recruited guy. I mean, that's why he was at Wake Forest and he wasn't at a bigger school earlier in a career. You know, not a yeah. Not a huge guy, but to me, he's a guy that wrung pretty much everything that he, that he could out of himself yes. and got the most out of his career. And you look at where he ended up, you know, in college football history. Now, granted, he got six years to do it, True. So he got a little bit of extra time, but still, 30 years from now, he's going to be in the college football record books. He's going to be in the Notre Dame record books. Yeah. His passer rating is the third best in single season history right now behind Jimmy Clausen and Bob Williams. Like, you know, like. That's impressive. Yeah. And all the touchdown passes, he ends his career with 134 touchdown passes and all the yards and everything else. Um, So I, you know, I think you're right. Like to me, it's, it's like sort of what I'll probably remember most about this season with him probably is more of the, you know, just sort of, you know, like the little quips and just, you know, kind of the personality and stuff like that. Yeah. 4th and 16 does still come to mind
2: for Sure, me. and it probably will as I get yeah. further and further away from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, um, and it's not fair. I will, I will preface this comment with it's not fair that the hype was so high on Sam Hartman and what he was supposed to come in and do at Notre Dame, I don't know that he could have lived up to that height. And therefore, that's why I think of everything else, because I held him up pretty high in the standard. You know what and I mean? And that's
1: probably – we we definitely, and especially as things started as well as they did over those first four games, I mean, we definitely built him up and raised oh, yeah. that standard and that expectation. And unfortunately, it you know, it reached its peak. Yeah in the first third of the season. And then, you know, kind of came back down afterwards, but who knows? I still say, cause I saw somebody bring up the fourth and ones against Ohio state. I still say that first one, the sideline one should have been a first down. They got I screwed agree. on the, they got yeah. screwed on the, inst- on, on the replay review on that, because I, I, I still, when you watch where the ball but was, when his foot, was out of bounds. That should have been a first down. It should not have been overturned. Agreed. And even that one little thing could have completely swung the the entire complexion of of not just that game, but how the rest of the season ended up playing. Oh, yeah. Notre Dame.
2: There's no doubt. And I, I will also say this. Bringing Sam Hartman to Notre Dame was not a bust. It was not a bust. It, it, right. it, was it disappointing? Was the end of it yet yeah, disappointing? Sure. But if I go back, you know, to the, to, you know, when they decide basically a year ago, I go back a year. If I go in the time machine, I go back a year. I'm still bringing in Sam Hartman. I, I still think he would have been the best quarterback on the roster when he comes in. And so I still go back and I get Sam Hartman. I, I do. I, I so I don't think it was a complete bust Cause if it's a bust, I, I would have said, do something different. You know what I mean? I don't think it was a bust. I think it was disappointing the end game but I would have done the same thing over again, even knowing the outcome. Yeah. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Adidas.
1: I think Bob's right. You know, Sam came in, embraced Notre Dame and Notre Dame embraced him as well. He says, but Hartman equals Kelly good for the teams. We should beat meh against the good teams. And I mean, that's, it's fair when you look at the overall evaluation the on the field
2: stuff. Yeah. The on the field stuff. I agree with that comment. He beat I do. the teams that he should yeah. beat. And yeah. with the accept, like. With the exception of maybe... As Louis USC. Bowl,
1: remember USC. Yeah, that's true. USC was on; They were unbeaten, right? At the time
2: Yes, Notre Dame beat them? Yes, yeah. they were undefeated. Yeah, that was the beginning of the undefeated. end for the Trojans. Right. You know, I, I will say Hartman equals Kelly on the field. I would never put the two of them in the same sentence off the field.
1: Yeah, completely different personalities. Complete.
2: He literally embraced Notre Dame. I mean, he embraced... Everything that it is to be at Notre Dame, Brian Kelly never did. Yeah. So that part I disagree with. On the field, I do it. I I get it. I see where you're coming from. I get it.
1: Now, a lot of people, we've got a lot of, uh, you know, what's going to happen in the bowl game, and that's the next big thing. we got a few here. Marcus, great opportunity for Angelian Minchie. says he hopes Parker actually does his homework, calls a game around the strengths personnel especially remaining personnel two back sets a lot of check downs i mean you can't just make a living on check downs but i get i get what you're talking about um Steel 63 excited to see angeli get the start let's see where we're at from a development standpoint we'll see what gino has been working on and anthony Bowl game great opportunity to play Steven Kenny to see who's developed into a potential starter next year. And I mean that that's, part I agree with. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing now is first and foremost, Steve Angeli's gonna get his opportunity. Notre Dame Notre Dame didn't hide that. I mean they came right out right after Sam Hartman released his his own video. They put out the banana dancing and peanut butter and jelly time. <laughs> on the Notre Dame football Twitter account. So we're going to get to see.
2: Yeah, that was odd, Steve by Angelli. the way. Yeah. That was odd. I, it was I, different. It was that. Well, hmm. Yeah, I, I, that was interesting. Um, but I I was a little disappointed that they just flat out named Angeli the starter. Well within their right to do it. I agree with the comment that you pulled up from Anthony, I think it was, that let's see what both of these guys have I want both of them to get some time in this game that that would be my preference uh is to see both of them play and both of them play with the quote unquote first team even though it's not the first team but you also have to reserve your judgment a little bit because of who they're going to be playing with I mean it's not the first team that's been playing all year but it is kind of a lot of the guys that Steve jelly has been playing with. That's true. So there I mean, should be
1: some some gel for you know, Angeli, right?
2: So so there is, there is that accidental pun, but you I, know, that, well, was it an accident? <laughs> Nothing's ever an accident with you. <laughs> um, so I, but I I do enjoy the, like I I'm excited about the fact that we hopefully will see both of those guys in this game. You know, is it the again? Like I said at the top of the show, is it the be all end all? Are we going to decide whether? Steve Angeli or Kenny Minchie is the future of Notre Dame football in one game? Some people will, but I think that that's ridiculous in a positive or a negative fashion.
1: No, that's that's absolutely right. And, you know, we've already got the speculation about, like, like Joe says, that uh, unfortunately his guess is that he leaves in the spring portal. I mean, it's, I don't know, you know, like what the mindset he has it's i i wouldn't have thought that Tyler Buckner was going to take off let's put it that way and he did so we're all anticipating now that Angeli is but that doesn't mean that he's going to I'll, I'll be really curious to see exactly what does happen i i yeah i do find it at least somewhat significant that it wasn't just Sam Hartman sitting behind the women's basketball bench at that basketball game last <laughs> week it was all three of the quarterbacks oh. they were all there together and jelly yep. minchie and hartman all there
2: hanging out together and did you see the picture of them all eating with uh tyler buckner as well on eddie street
1: oh yeah that's right because so tyler's back now apparently
2: already uh-huh yeah i thought that was interesting but they're all friends i mean it, hey you come back to town you have dinner with your friends like i think that's 100 percent normal but right. uh yeah it was it was um been a weird few weeks i will say that (laughs) that's been a weird that's no lie
1: that is no lie i mean like you i i do want to see at least some kenny menchie i get that and i I think yeah i think it would benefit everybody to be able to see some kenny menchie but we're actually going to get to see a little bit of practice next week
2: I heard, and it's of yeah. course during the day, which they released
1: a yeah bowl schedule. And it's just you know, it's going to be mostly like the stretching and you know, probably a couple drills. But we, I don't know, we might get to see what day is that again. Unofficial, I want to say Tuesday, I want to say Tuesday.
2: I might have to take a half day, Sean Stires. Let me see, I've got
1: it. I don't think we're supposed to be you know, sort of like uh, talking officially like about yeah. it, but we Not are I going need- to get to. We're going to get to see at least some. So, yes, yes. We'll get to see and they're going we'll to have a little more. So, I would expect that by then we're yeah. going to have all the announcements made as well since we are going to get to see a little.
2: Bit. That's a very good point. <laughs> uh and I, I also, you know, noticed that there's going to be a, another half open practice uh down in El Paso. So the, the you know, the media that goes down there is going to have an opportunity, I believe, to to see the beginning, the, you know, stretch and individual and you know, stuff like that. So, yeah.
1: You know. Now, Carberry Q says, Angeli has more of a knowledge of the playbook than anyone we have or who may come in. Seems Parker would be able to do more with him than trying to get a new quarterback up to speed. Well, I mean, let's assume it's going to be Riley Leonard, okay? And strong, strong chance that it's going to be Riley Leonard. That obviously tells us that Jared Parker is not married to whatever playbook that he has right now, whatever system he has Good in call. place. If they're bringing in Riley Leonard. Good call.
2: That's a very, 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 very good call. And I understand where Carberry is coming from. I get it 100%. But you're also bringing in a kid who has been in a college offense for the last three years. This will be year four in a college offense. And so he's going to have, what, eight, eight and a half months, nine months to get a playbook under his belt and he went to Duke if this is the guy right I don't think he's an he's not a dummy you're not gonna have to draw pictures for him I think he can probably <laughs> figure out the offense you know so I i don't think that has anything to do with whoever gets going to be named the starter
1: yeah Bryce says haven't heard anything about estimator Joe alt and jelly or minchi or both are going to transfer next year um Bryce, come on, man. Let's get through Monday and see if maybe we can get some news drops on Tuesday and then we'll address that at that point. Come on, Bryce. You're right. We are still waiting on estimate Alt news. We finally got the Sam Hartman news today that, you know, we had thought might be coming sometime and, uh, you know, estimate Alt, just like with Sam Hartman, let them make their decisions on their own and let them make their announcements on their own and then we'll react to it. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's like Cam Hart potentially with a, a you know, like we know that he's we know that he's accepted the invitation to the Reese's Senior Bowl, but he hasn't yeah. officially even announced that he's declaring for the draft. You know, we just right. know that it's out there. Same with J.D. Bertrand and the East-West Shrine Bowl. By you know, by virtue of the fact that the those bowl games announced that those players are going to be in them, that means that they're. You know, they're they're heading out. They're gonna be in the draft, but they haven't made those announcement yet, announcements yet, as well as whether or not they're gonna play in a bowl game. We know Xavier Watts is gonna play in the bowl. We know Howard Cross is gonna play in the bowl. Significant, I think, on both counts. And they're both well, we don't know that Watts is coming back. We know that Howard Cross is coming back. Xavier still right. has that decision out there
2: to make. The uh the odds that both of oh the rest of your entire quarterback room transfers because they bring in a one-year transfer quarterback? Slim to none. I will say that. Slim to none. Kenny Minchie hasn't even been on campus for two full semesters yet. Right, He's not going to transfer out because they're bringing in a guy for one year. That's nonsense. Right.
1: I concur. Uh, Paul says, it's strange that Sean's sweatshirt says unsalted and we have no salty insight. I was...
2: When I put this on
1: today, I was hoping that that Salty was going to show up today just so I could counter him with the Unsalted. (laughs) The Unsullied, the Unsalted.